1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. Brought to you by Screen X, exclusively at Market Ridge Cinema in New Berlin. Screen X provides moviegoers with a 270-degree viewing experience. Immerse yourself in the breathtaking visuals at Marcus Ridge Cinema's Screen X in New Berlin. Get your tickets at MarcusTheaters.com. It's time to talk music news with our music expert, Gary Graff. Good morning, Gary. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? We're all good. I think we're good. Good. I'm ignoring the NFL season now. <laughs> the only way to possibly survive it. Uh, maybe. Because maybe. We're, a little, we're a little happier here across the lake. Because it sure. is nothing but an S show uh, on Sunday now. It just goes from yeah. bad to worse. Well, it allows you to appreciate the rest of the league. You, you get a you get a broad. It's like going to an art museum. Not really. Broader. I really don't. I really don't. <laughs> I just sit here and go, God, we are terrible. We are yeah. an absolute mess here on this side yeah. of the lake. Anyway, the new Beatles single "Now yeah. and Then" came out this weekend. I listened yeah. to it and I thought it's great. It is. It isn't is it? really really good, and I I'm mean, glad they waited until they could do it right and didn't rush out with that tape back in when did Yoko give that to Paul? Uh, Yoko gave it to Paul like mid-90s and when they were working on the anthology project. And, you know, this was the now and then the new song was the third. Uh, it was the third of the three they worked on for the anthology project. And it was a combination of running out of time. And this one was in the worst shape in terms of it was just a piano and voice demo by John, and the piano was all over the voice, this and that. And it really took Peter Jackson creating this new audio technology when he was doing the Get Back film. And that was capable, that's a technology that was capable of really separating the parts. It uses AI, but it doesn't, it didn't like create a new John Lennon voice or anything. It just enable enables, that technology is able to grab all the qualities of the voice and just turned it into a voice track. And if you watch, there's a, there's a mini documentary that came out Wednesday. There's a great campaign. Wednesday you had the short film. Yesterday you had the song. Uh, today, in fact, as we speak, the video is being premiered on the Beatles' YouTube channel that Peter Jackson directed. Um, but as they, you know, they, they have in that short film, they have an isolated bit of just John's voice track, and it's gorgeous. How much of that was uh, just following along with what Lennon left behind and what McCartney and Ringo and George Harrison added to it? I mean, you know, it's... Did well, they just follow along? Yeah, oh, yeah. They, they followed along, although they had to create an instrumental arrangement from it. They did one in 95, and they used parts of it from 95, but then added more parts, like they added a, a McCartney... And Giles Martin, the producer, added a string part. And I think Jeff Lynn was involved in this as well, because he, he helped produce the anthology. And Paul and Ringo played some brand new stuff in addition to what they had from 95. And they created a new guitar solo based on what George played in 95, although there's still some of George's playing from 95 on the track. But, you know, the magic of it is you wouldn't know it. You listen to it. It's like they were in the studio last week and recorded a track. And that's it, right? That is it. They have called this the last Beatles single. That's what they say. And you tend to believe them. I mean, unless Yoko's sitting on more more John stuff. But they didn't. But then, you know, George wasn't a part of that. You know, these were the only three songs that Paul, George, and Ringo had to work with in 95. So anything you would get now 
would really be getting into that gray area of, okay, yeah, we have a, let's say we have a Paul demo that he thought would be a, a good Beatles song, but you'd have to do real artificial intelligence to get John and George on it. You know, to me, that doesn't count. This, was, this is a song that four Beatles actually worked on in various permutations. When can, when can you actually buy the, the single? Uh, as of yesterday. It's out. It's in yeah. stores. And you can see uh, you can see the video today. Like I say, it re- literally just premiered two minutes ago. Okay. And uh, and then next week, the expanded and remixed versions of the Red and Blue albums come out, the Greatest Hits albums. So, <laughs> this you know, band they, hasn't been together in 50 years, and they are red hot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for the moment. Incredible. For the moment. I mean, I think what you see here, this is analogous to the Rolling Stones a couple weeks ago. Great deal of excitement about Hackney Diamonds. You know, you a lot of work was put into promoting it, this and that, and it debuts at number three on the Billboard charts. It sells seventy five thousand copies. Nothing to sneeze at. I can't make a record that sells seventy five thousand copies. But this is the Rolling Freaking Stones' first new album in what was it, seventeen years? It's the seven decades of music that just knocks oh, yeah. me out. Seven decades they oh, had yeah. on the charts for seven yeah. decades. Well, yeah. yeah, they're the only. So they're the only band that's had you know in each of the decades since the sixties to have an album uh, chart like that. Um, you know, so you can't. And listen, it's a good album. You can't, but you can't knock it in any way. But. Just the way, as a society, we listen to and consume music, especially by these classic artists, is we get all excited, and then we don't buy into it. You know, now I think a new Beatle, a new and final Beatles song is going to have a few more legs, but just a few. You know, by next week, we're talking about something else and listening to something else. But, yeah, I think for the moment, you know, for certainly, you know, sit here and just relish uh, you know, having a new Beatles song, an incredible new Beatles song. Then we'll get to. back to whatever Taylor Swift is doing, right? <laughs> exactly. And she's doing very, I know I know you're concerned. She, yeah. She's doing very, very well. The 1989 Taylor's version uh, has sold one point, has sold more than a million copies in its first week. Um, you know, it's now the top-selling album of the year, beating Taylor Swift's Midnight. Um, she now has the top three selling albums. Of the year, she's um, is she already off to Europe? Um, is she no, I think isn't it's it's Mexico, South America coming. Oh, okay, um, but she's not know. in the country. She may be in the country. I'm not sure exactly when the concerts are and when she's going down. Because we've heard the next time she'll be available to attend a, a Chiefs <laughs> game is when they play the Packers. That's what I was thinking. That about. Then yeah. I thought she was off to Europe, but if she's not, well. Because the, I could, the I Chiefs be are off to Europe, right? I could be wrong about that. You know, I'm suffering a little Taylor fatigue and not tracking the Eras tour <laughs> every <laughs> single place it goes. By the way, Bloomberg has done an analysis of Taylor Swift to declare her a billionaire um, at this point. Her net worth, they Which, say, has, has risen to $1.1 billion, based on the, really based on the tour and that merchandise, but not yet counting the film from the tour or the 1989 Taylor's version. We both thought she was already a billionaire. Yeah. You know, she may well have been. I mean, this is, you know, you just don't know. <laughs> she does. She yeah, knows she that does. she's, she she knows that she's a billionaire. Somebody does. Her accountants do. But yeah, no, she may she may be have been at that status already, but Bloomberg just did the analysis. So, 
So things things are good for Taylor. Uh, Swift, Jim, so. Jimmy Buffett's uh, album that he recorded. I don't know when he recorded it exactly. He, he recorded. I actually I, so I spoke with um, the, the guys who produced it from the Coral Reefer Band, Mike Utley and Mac McAnally. You know, they both been working with Jimmy for fifty years, forty five for McAnally. So this was recorded in the early part of the year, January, February. They had it finished up by May. Jimmy heard it before he passed away in September and was apparently very excited about it. And uh, both of these guys visited him the day before he died. And he said, and they said some of the last things he said to him was, make sure the album gets out and keep the party going. That's what he told his daughter, right? Keep the party going. Keep the party going. So, you know, they both confirmed to me that there are plans for the Coral Reefer Band to do something next year. They don't know what yet. But, and I think it would be perfectly appropriate. I mean, I don't know that you can do it for years and years and years, but go out next year and take, because, you know, Buffett didn't want a funeral. He didn't want any big memorial or anything like that. This would be what he wanted, would be the band to go out and play, you know, Margaritaville and Cheeseburger in Paradise. And so go and do it. Get some guest singers. I was going to say, who would some of the guest singers be? Who do you yeah, bring you just, in? If you just go from the album, you know, Paul McCartney's on it. Emmy Lou, <laughs> Lou Harris. Oh, let's just get McCartney and, to fill in for Buffett. No problem. Wouldn't that be great? There's a really good on YouTube, on the Jimmy Buffett channel, there's like a behind-the-scenes um, making of that song, uh, My Gummy Just Kicked In. Imagine that with those guys. Um, but it's a really sweet video of them recording the track and and Paul doing his parts and and you know and it's a good album I mean it's equal equal strain on all parts McCartney's uh, been busy working with Jimmy Buffett getting this uh, John Beatles Lennon thing stuff. put together he's, he's on tour in Australia right so, so yeah he stay he stays busy but yeah so you know we have one more Jimmy Buffett album they said this is the last Buffett album album like that we're going to hear there is stuff in the vaults but nothing that's going to be an, an album of new songs like this is Hmm. Uh, Daryl's house is back. Yeah, isn't that fun? Oh. Um, this came as a uh, you know this came as a bit of a surprise announcement, even though we knew they were working on him. Same format. They're same format. Do... Same okay. format. But he just did. He decided to take matters in in his own hand. Established a YouTube channel that will now be the home of Daryl. He already oh, so had it's not coming. YouTube. It's not same coming. barn it's not, and everything. Not going to be up the same same location. Um, first a... epi- first episode came out Wednesday with Glenn Tilbrook of Squeeze. Uh, next week, it's Charlie Starr of Blackberry Smoke. Uh, one I'm really excited about on November 15th, Robert Fripp from King Crimson. Uh, those guys worked together back in the 80s, Daryl Hall and Robert Fripp. So I think that'll be cool. Uh, Andy Grammer's November 22nd, Lisa Loeb November 29th, and Howard Jones December 6th. And those are, those are all this, pretty good guests, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, th- and this Daryl's House channel has all the old shows. Um, so, you know, there have been, what, 84 episodes before these. What so he was be, doing, where, where did he start? Did he start out on Axis with this? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was Axis and then went to somewhere else. Yeah. That was that for specific. Because <laughs> you kind of um, had to hunt for this show a lot of the time. It's like, well, yeah. where is it? Yeah, now it's now it's super, super easy. You go to you go to uh, his YouTube channel, Daryl Hall's YouTube channel, and and there they, there they are. Without a very smart, very smart move on on everybody's part. You know, they'll get sponsors and things like that. Without plummeting into an Abbott and Costello bit, Uh-oh. who who 
are Randy Bachman and Burton Cummings suing over the guess who? Okay, Randy Bachman and Burton Cummings are suing Jim Cale, the original bass player and their former bandmate. And basically they're claiming that, you know, Jim Cale, by hook and crook, and from what I understand, a lot of hook, um, <laughs> owns the guess who, owns the name. He owns it. You know, right. And this has been for quite some time. He, he did this, I believe, in the 80s. He got control of the band and ownership well, of the band. Um, he doesn't tour with the band. Uh, the original drummer does, and they go out on the road, and the guess who, but uh, Bach, Bachman and Cummings are claiming in this new lawsuit that they are misrepresenting who it is, that they're using images of Bachman and Cummings, you know, of the original band, you okay. know, when in fact they call it in their lawsuit, they call it a hired cover band. And so they're, you know, they're, so they're, they're seeking not only damages, but, but some sort of court-ordered process by which this guess who, the current guess who, has to be very clear that it does not include Bachman and Cummings. So are they compensated? You have to guess who's the, in the band. Right. <laughs> those, two, those two are compensated. Those two still get all their royalties from the time they were in the guess who, but they, nothing, yeah. nothing from... No what goes on now. Not, no tour money, but it, it, did they sell their their portion of the name or the band? I, I think so. You know, this was one of those deals where the, the guess who ownership wasn't and trademarks were not codified. This was the 70s and 80s. And, you know, that stuff really wasn't being taken care of as carefully as it is now. So when you left a band, you left the band. You didn't and sell your percentage of the band back to the remaining it's members. It's not even that. It's not like even, I think in, in the Guess Who's case, they didn't even have that formal arrangement. If you were in the band, you got your share of the revenue. When you left the band, you stopped getting your share of the revenue, yeah. and you weren't in the band anymore. Somewhere along the line, Jim Cale either realized or got advice, you, you can own this band. You can, you, know, you, can, you can lock up the copyright and the band name and the ownership and everything. He was one of the first ones that did that. All right. You know, some bands, and, and since then, you know, it's been codified a lot better. Yeah, because otherwise someone would just go along and buy up all kinds of band names. Right? Oh, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like, yeah, like you, when you, you got domain to, names on the Internet. Yeah, it. The uh, Yes always had a, I don't know if it's still intact now, but Yes, the band Yes, had an interesting <laughs> Boy, setup. we go from the who to, yeah, I mean, who, Yes. Who, yes, 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 no, yes, no, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but in the band Yes, they, they the, the deal there was, you know, you were an owner of the band, co-owner of the band, but when you left, you just, you lost your your stake. You, you still had your royalties and everything. But you lost your stake. Should you rejoin the band, you regain your stake. Yeah. So when, like, John Anderson and Rick So they thought it out ahead yeah. of time. Okay, yeah, so they had a business plan in place. There. Right. All right. So, yeah, the it, would, a it wouldn't be Christmas. It just... Who had a business plan in place? <laughs> yes! Yes, yes, Lou! I don't know what you're talking about! <laughs> it wouldn't be Christmas... If somebody wasn't suing Mariah Carey. Seems that way, doesn't it? But in this case, it's the same guy. So it's this country singer, Andy Stone, who has a song called All I Want for Christmas Is You that he, that he has long claimed is, is the song, you know, is, and that Mariah ripped off his song. So he sued her last year for copyright infringement and dropped the lawsuit, but he's now refiled it. 
and he of course is seeking damages and you know he claim he claims you know his attorney thinks it's a good case obviously and uh they're taking her back to court in the meantime she'll be out there for 20 it. million for yep. 20 million well and i i would almost dare to say go that that's, go home. Uh, well i would almost dare to say that that's a modest well, claim on if, that because that yeah. song is it has been such a giant for so long well it's the most played christmas song ever right right I mean, it, right. it, that, well, that blew by everyone else. White yeah. Christmas or Blue Christmas or yeah. Rudolph, you know, or oh, yeah. whatever. No, this is this is the number one Christmas song. So I won't, you know, she'll be performing it. She goes on tour November 15th and is out for about a month doing a Christmas tour. And then, you know, I'm sure she'll, she'll fight this tooth and nail like she was prepared to fight the original lawsuit. Rock and Roll uh, Hall of Fame inductions. Tonight? tonight, not tonight, tonight. Okay. from Brooklyn, and you can see it uh, seven seven o'clock, and it's streaming on Disney Plus, and it'll of course be streaming on Disney Plus after that, and then ABC is going there to have a special on January first, the three hour special of highlights. There aren't many award shows where you can. They're going to cut hours. it down to three hours of highlights. Right, so streaming it on Disney would be how many hours do I have to dedicate <laughs> oh, to watch it live? Oh, you uh, the day. definitely pack, pack, pop a big big bowl of popcorn tonight if you're if you're going to watch it live. Yeah, but they have um, you know they have a you know the big batch of performers. Some of the inductees, Cheryl Cheryl Crow is going to perform. Missy Elliott, Willie Nelson, Shaka Khan. Um, Stevie Nicks, Adam Levine, Carrie Underwood, Common, Miguel, and Sia. Elton John's going to be there to present. So will LL Cool J, Ice T, uh, Brandy Carlisle, Chris Stapleton, Dave Matthews, HER, New Edition, St. Vincent. Or those are the presenters. So it'll be the usual big night. I, I would I would put the over and on, over under at four and a half hours. Um, you can also you can also get it on Apple Radio. Uh, I think Brandy Carlisle should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame just for dealing with Tanya Tucker uh, on that. I watched she the documentary. Fine, she, yeah. I watched the documentary. She did a great job. You know, she yeah, really uh, she won a really lot of wrangled, She wrangled. She wrangled a really good album out of that. Yeah, but so good friend Shooter Jennings too. He deserves true, credit. Yes. Is the Huey Lewis thing on Broadway a Back to the Future play, or is it something different? That's separate. No, he, was, he was already right. He was already involved in the Back to the Future musical. He just kind of showed up. They used his songs in in the musical, so he showed up for the premiere. But now, coming uh, starting March 29th, the Huey Lewis and the, the Heart of Rock and Roll, which is a jukebox musical, it opened in San Diego in 2018. It's going to be at the James Earl Jones Theater. In on Broadway, like I said, starts uh, previews March 29th. The official opening night is April 22nd. It's described as a raucous rom-com that uses the band's most famous songs to to tell a story. All right, and, and is is, uh, is Cher the last float of the Macy's parade? Cher is going to be well. She's gonna, I don't know if she's on a float, but she's going to be the final the final performance of the okay. Macy's Day Parade on Thanksgiving. Uh, apparently they're starting it even earlier. It's going to start at 7.30 in the morning because they've got this, uh, they've got the the parade stacked up with, with a bunch of, uh, you know, with acts, uh, music acts this year. You're going to have Chicago, uh, John Batiste, Brandy, uh, David Foster and Catherine McVie, and Vogue, Pentatonics, that'll be of DeVoe, uh, The Neighbors, Plus all the uh, balloons and plus the balloons plus the floats. So Marching yeah, you know, ha- half hour or get up earlier, 
uh, to go see it. She's going to be, Cher herself will be celebrating her new Christmas album, which is just called Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it's also the 25th anniversary of the, of the Believe album. Right. Which, of course, was, was her big comeback. Right. That, even her comeback 25 years ago is 25 years ago. It's making a comeback. Yeah. I said yeah, yesterday when, when we were talking about this, this is the equivalent of Carol Channing being in the parade when I was a kid. Like, who cares? Right. It's Carol Channing. But Carrie yeah. insisted that Cher still matters. Yeah, oh, yeah. And you agree? Yeah, yeah oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, she matters. She's kind of a dull uh, hesi- part. You hesitated there. I, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, matters, matters is an interesting word, isn't it? Um, I think people still care. And I think they're happy. Chastity they're happy barely to... cares anymore. <laughs> I or, think there's well, you don't operate what's, uh, in the, in the share loop. I don't. You're you right. Don't. No, I don't. <laughs> no. If anyone says is Bob in the share loop, you can assure them he's really not. He's yeah. he's out of that. Yeah. So. You know. And so, is there someone else you wanted to see wrap up the the Macy's parade? I, that was you know my know, feelings on parades. I don't get yeah, it. So, so and it doesn't if you're, matter. You know, you don't, you don't, don't care wait. about the parade. You don't care about share. No. I don't even know why you're even talking. <laughs> you might be watching football that day. Yeah. <laughs> not at seven thirty. I won't be. But not anyway, exactly. good luck the with Macy's your parade. Macy's parade is an yeah. American institution. It's, <laughs> I would I would agree. It's like the Washington. Although Monument. we have we have one here in Detroit that we like. So. Yeah. All right. Are you going? Um, I'll see part of it on my way to the Lions game. Okay. You know, so you you'll drive by it on the interstate. <laughs> where I, where <laughs> I park, you, you really <laughs> want to see where I where I park. You have to cross the parade route. <laughs> well, as the Lions get, the get as the Lions get ready to pound the Packers on Christmas yeah. morning or Thanksgiving, you know, Thanksgiving. morning. No, it'll yeah. be Thanksgiving afternoon. All right. All right, Gary, we're out of All time. Right. You guys have a great week. All right, we'll Cheers. talk to you next week. Gary Graff, our music expert.